Are we live? Are we live? We're live. Uh, we are live. I'm double checking. Right. Welcome, everybody, to Laís and the Coach. We are back. Yes. I always Finally. We are back. Did you take these long hiatuses? It's all good. Anyway, um, this is our first show since we kicked off the 2022 WBFF season. And just like we do after every show, we love to talk to members of Team Forever and get their take on what their experience was like. So our first guest for this season is Jenna, who is a new WBFF pro. Yes! Uh, and you're gonna talk to her how the prep went, how the show went, how the whole thing went, and get the inside scoop on how it all came together. Welcome, Jenna, to the Hi, show. Jenna. I, I didn't realize I was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more pressure. No pressure at no all. Pressure. <laughs> so was this your first time competing ever? Um, so it wasn't. I competed back in my like mid-20s in the NPC. Um, I did bikini competitions, a handful of them. Um it was it was there were things that were similar, but this is this is different in so many ways. Um, but as far as like the physique, aesthetics, going out on stage in a bikini, that part is the same. But it's yeah, different. it and how old are totally, you now? Yeah, totally different. Just for context, how old are you now? Because you said your 20s. You're not in your 20s because you look in your 20s to me. <laughs> no, I am not. I actually turned 35 this year in August. So that's awesome. So yeah. what, what 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 was the hiatus there between that show and, and this one? Um get in the way. Really? I didn't love it. I didn't love competing. Um, I shouldn't say it like that. I really enjoy having a goal, but a lot of what I did um, back in my 20s when I was running um, a full-time in-person fitness business is I really tried to do things that kept me kind of relevant and with what I was doing or to try something um, because I trained a lot of different types of clients for different things. So I found myself doing, um, like I competed in bikini competitions. I did some CrossFit competitions. I trained with power lifters um, just to really learn and understand those processes. So I think the reason behind why I competed is different than why I chose to do it now. Um, where really me choosing to do this now after not competing for so many years was for me versus doing it for kind of the growth of the understanding of what went behind it, if that makes sense. Totally. totally. I mean, and honestly, like you hear that, you hear that all the time. Like a lot of people, depending on why they get into this space or, or whether or not they are part of the fitness business side or just fitness enthusiasts. A lot of times when you're driven, right? You just need something other than, I'm just gonna go work out every day. Yeah, so right. Luckily there are aesthetic-based things to compete in and, and power-based things to compete in and endurance-based things to compete in. I think that sometimes uh, like we all kind of should have a goal that, that's a little bit more than just 
you know, I think that we all get that you should be working out, right? There's, there's, there shouldn't be any denying that anymore. But I think right. that you always need something more. And, oh, and actually, depending on, 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 you know, what, what you like, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly it. So, uh, Walk like let let's get into the to the nitty gritty because one of the things that we always like to share or one of the things that I always tell people is that this is the kind of thing that anyone can do right. It's not for everyone, right? Um, but everyone can do it if they decided to. And one of the things that we've shared a lot on the show is one the variety of different people that that do this uh, with us, uh, but two. The, the different things that they do in their everyday life. So like, what, what do you do? Like, what's your day like, you know? Your family, your job, exactly. all the things, just, just so that, like, like who you are. Just so that, you know, everybody, are, are you a full-time athlete? You know, and you wake up and-, and That's always what people think. Like, oh, well, that's all this person does. And they do this all day, every day. And it's like, not always. So tell us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so first of all, I, we have three children of our own and we recently just welcomed another child into our home. So we currently have four boys um, from the age of 15 to nine um, and they like to keep us extremely busy. Um, and then I have my husband um, owns a construction business that we I used to help him run. Um, we recently, within the past year, moved out of town. And so he travels with work a lot. So I'm home doing a lot more of the day-to-day -day things with the kids and all of that while he is working. But um, that being said, I am, so trying to put it into perspective because my life changed so much in this past year that everything I used to do, it was like, I woke up, I went trained at the gym, I went and worked at the company and then I went back to the gym and then I had to do all of these things. It really has taken a step back, which is kind of where I was like, you know what? I, I've been in this transition of what I'm gonna do within the fitness industry, moving away from my community that I had for so many years that this became a priority to do it for myself. So my day is essentially, I wake up at 5.45 in the morning in which I drink my coffee. And a lot of times I um, spend that time, I'm really like sharp in the morning for some reason. I don't know why. So all my ideas come to me first thing in the morning while I'm drinking coffee. So I jot down ideas, I research things, um, I read, I kind of do all of that while our oldest child is getting ready for school. And then I start waking the other ones up, get them ready for school. And then my youngest gets on the bus at 845. And then that is typically when I do um, my workout or training. Um, unless I have other people to meet with or whatever life has, has in store. I, I definitely still help people. Um, a lot of times it's very random though. Like, Hey, I need this, or I wanted to chat about that. So I kind of squeeze that in throughout my day. Um, between the hours of nine and two o'clock is when I do my training. I prep things. I fit all of those other miscellaneous things that pop up throughout the day um, into there because then I have children coming home and then I help them. And then something I took on this year is 
um, I started coaching high school girls wrestling. So then once they get home, I am doing homework and dinner and then I leave for the evening and I go up to the school and I coach. I'm gone for three and a half hours or whatever that is um, that I'm up there. So then I get back. Usually I have my last meal. My, my meals are spread out. I always think about that. I'm like, eh. <laughs> like I have to spread everything out or else I'm so busy first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening that I'm like, I don't want to be starving. So I'm always like, eh, it's late, but I'm having my last meal right now. <laughs> um, but that's because I'm up at the school. So if I don't get home until eight o'clock at night and when I'm up there, I know we laugh because I had a black eye for, oh my gosh, like three and a half, four weeks. And I'm like, I, when I'm up there, I'm working, I'm wrestling, I'm running, I'm, I'm rolling around, I'm teaching, I'm doing things. So I'm physically exerting myself. So it's a little bit different. I actually, I'm probably one of those people that am very fortunate right now through this prep. I did have that break in the middle of the day where it, again, it's, it's easy to say, I don't have anything going on between this time and this time, because typically there's always something that I have to always. do or something. Yeah. But I can kind of fit my training. If it's an hour, hour and a half, whatever that is, I have that time to focus on just my training. Now, that being said, there's been many times where I, I didn't have that gap there. And that's when I would do my workout at seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. I always got it in, but, um, typically that is what my ideal day looks like, even though we all know that's doesn't always happen so, that way. So there was something that you said there, like, uh, life took a little bit of a shift and, you know, I think that, that a lot of times, especially in the last two years, right? Like life shifted for all of us. Oh, yeah, the, the, for the sure. But I think that as adults, we we hear that story often like you know you get to a certain place and and life shifts and we are rarely ever prepared for it but i think that when when you find something that you could kind of hang on to like like a goal like this it makes a lot of the shifts easier to navigate through if that makes sense yeah did you find yeah. that, that this was something like that for you so absolutely so Actually, part of the reason why I wanted to do this is, like I had mentioned, I'd stepped away from my community that I had for so many years, moving to a bigger city. I knew that I wouldn't just be able to hop into the industry unless I wanted to go work at a commercial business somewhere, which nothing against it. It's just not what I wanted to do. And um, because my, I, I needed to be able to utilize and have control of my own time also, um, so I didn't completely step away from it, but I was just kind of privately helping some people doing different things with people's programming. And then our neighbors, um, that I started developing relationship with were like, let's work out, let's do something, which, so I would kind of lead a community workout and we would do that. Um, but in July we went on vacation and when we came back, I started having this bizarre muscle twitching all over my body and we I didn't know what was going on so I went to the doctor they ran all these tests I mean they sit there and watch it in the doctor's office like oh my god I, what, I don't know what's happening but everything was coming back normal my potassium level everything they were like this is so bizarre 
So I actually stopped training because I did, it almost felt like a muscle fatigue. And when I would work out harder, it would get worse. So I'm like, maybe I'm overexerting. I don't know what's going on. So I was only moving my body for like 20 minutes a day. And I found myself getting worse. And so then it's a whole mental game and all of that. And I was going, and I'm sitting there going, if this isn't going away, I might as well start moving my body again. I might as well start doing something because this clearly isn't helping it any. So maybe I'm, you know, maybe this is what I need. So I went on vacation and whenever I go on vacation, it's my wheels are spinning for whatever reason, you're outside of your element. And like my brain just goes to all these places. So I told my husband, I'm like, I think I'm going to compete. He's like, really? (laughs) Like the same thing. And I was like, I don't know. So my, the whole thing behind it was I need to do something for myself. I need to take my focus off of whatever this is that's happening. I'm sitting around worrying about it. I'm not being myself. I'm not moving my body. I'm not doing any of these things because of muscle twitching. So I was like, I don't know. I need, I need a focus. I need to do something for me. I, I need to set a goal, something that I can, so I can look past what is, what is happening. And when I did the research and found the WBFF and how I got into it is a whole different story. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is incredible. This is, this is fitness and fashion together. And this is, looks incredible. And if it's as awesome as what it seems, you know, this could be my thing. And I was able to set that goal with the mindset of, I just really need to do something for myself in a time where it was a little bit unpredictable. I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I started training and focusing on it, if that was going to get worse or better. And and it actually has been a million times better. I still get it periodically, but not like it was. Um, But within the, that also being said within the midst of, of that, as soon as I decided and committed, it was like, boom, boom, boom of things like life happens. And you've got this one thing to keep you focused and pushing forward. I, we went through two difficult deaths over the course of the last 12 weeks. We went through COVID, you know, our whole house got sick again. We went through the flu recently. I was coaching, you know, I had to, I was, you know, gone late early mornings there were so many things that happened and we always say, Oh, life is so busy. Well, maybe when this calms down, this, that, and the other, that's all, it's never going to be that it's never. So it really is like something you can hold on to and control through the midst of things that are out of your control. And it is really grounding. And it's, it's, there's a lot of comfort knowing that, you know, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of commitment. You have to keep that goal in mind, but at the same time, it almost helps you through it because it's like something you can grasp yeah, when things are going crazy. We say that all the time through COVID when, when it first started, we had like 20 people getting ready for shows, you know, kind of close to that time where everything shut down and no one stop doing what they were doing. Like it became the one thing to control. It became their anchor. No one knew like if they were going back to work, like if their kids were going yeah. back to school, like what the hell was happening? If you were going to find toilet paper ever again, like no yeah. one knew what was happening, but you knew that you can control like 
the goal that you were working on. And I think that that seems to be like such a recurring theme with everyone that we chat with. It's one, you needed to do something for yourself. Like that comes up all the time. And two, it does become the grounding anchor thing that you can control no matter what's going on. And that really is the way to look at it instead of what you said, which a lot of people say like, well, maybe when this changes or when that comes down, comes well, down. It's, it's the when then fallacy, right? It's like when, when all the stars align and you're never going to, this is like this, <laughs> then I will probably maybe commit to exercising and eating better, you know? And unfortunately, yeah. the, I think that the biggest misconception is always the same one. If you did work out and eat right, you would have so much more going for you, right? Because now you're feeling better. You can do so much more. But everybody's always waiting till they got nothing else on their plate to take on the one thing that could actually give you a little bit. Never going to happen. It's never, never going to happen. It's never no. going to be the perfect time. And, and I do want to touch on, on some of the other things that we went through in this prep. But before we do, let's go back a little bit. Have you always worked out? Um, kind, yes, kind of, sort of, I was always very active when I was younger, um, in school, I cheered and I was very active. Um, I've always been really crazy and I've had a lot of energy, so I've always figured out a way to exert that. Um, but my early twenties, so my aunt who was a IFBB pro, um, and a fitness competitor, she is how I got into the industry because she was, she had something called Fat Camp, P-H-A-T, and she would travel the world hosting these camps for women. Um, and when I had the opportunity, I would go with her. So I grew up, she was a huge role model for me and I loved watching her. Her thing was the, was fitness and she was always the person to watch and she was always the person to be and not because for just literally because she was so different and so unique and so herself and it was so cool to watch like she didn't give a shit what people thought she was going out there and she was gonna you know she was gonna push the limits a little bit and make sure everybody was watching what she was doing and it was really cool and uh, it was really inspiring. So watching her, you know, there was definitely, a, you'd sit there and listen to her speak like, oh my God, I used to get made fun of for this and this. And, you know, I used to get picked on because I have big feet and, you know, my feet are what's making me money now. And, you know, all of these things. And it was really awesome. So I learned a lot of that just growing up watching her. So then when I was of age to be able to go help, I remember going to my first camp and sitting in this room with like 70 women who are just crying and everybody is thinking and talking about how they feel and how insecure they are and how they just look in the mirror and they just see this worthless person. And it was so heartbreaking. And I just sat there thinking like, oh my God, I've, I've, I'm in my early twenties. And I thought that about myself, like, what are we speaking over ourselves? And what have I heard from other people that have put this into my head that every little thing is a flaw and all of this stuff. And so after that, it was like, this is my thing. I've always had a big personality and I never really knew what I was going to do with it. Um, and 
after that, it was like game over. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I just didn't, it's definitely times I didn't know how I was going to do it, but my thing has always just been helping people see the potential in themselves that, that you know, that self missing self-love component, moving their bodies, knowing what they're capable of, feeling that inner strength. So that is, I was, I was pretty young when I got into it, but that's how I got into it. That's awesome. That's, so cool. that's awesome. I think it's really hard for, for us because there's no career path in the fitness industry, right? Like there's no day one, day two, day three. Oh yeah. Year Forever 10. evolving. Right. So it's, 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 it's great because you also get to kind of carve the way that you want to do it if you're serious. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I you know, I, and Lice and I talk about it often. I genuinely believe that we can really make a lot of change just through food and exercise. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's the one thing i mean it's the reason that you know i'm still doing it like yeah. it's the one thing that i genuinely believe every day like if you can get someone to 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 move and 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 fuel themselves the right way everything else can change you know and it it's it's such a simple concept and it's dismissed entirely uh which which is but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we try to overcomplicate everything. And it's literally as simple as that. But I, one thing that I've definitely learned working along, like working alongside with you guys is that that motivation, you know, I've always kind of known this and understood it, but to actually put it into perspective, motivation doesn't happen until after you've started. So one thing I talk to my oldest about right now is because he's just like dragging his feet, getting out of bed every morning. And I'm like, listen, it's not going to be easier 10 minutes from now. It's going to take the same amount of effort. It's going to feel the exact same. Put your feet on the, on the floor and get up right now. You know, it's, it's once you get up, do the hard thing, get up and get moving. That is when you feel that motivation, that encouragement, that power, that strength. That's when it happens. But it always starts with a choice. And that's not always easy, but it's, it's inspiring watching people make these choices and these decisions and knowing that it, it wasn't easy for any of us. I mean, yeah, I might have a more ideal situation than some right now, but that doesn't mean I didn't go through a whole bunch of shit during this. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't mean that life didn't happen to me. And there's only, that's the only reason why I was able to get through my prep the way that I did. It was crazy. Yeah. And we say it all the time. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting that when people get their results or at least they get some results, like that is always so much more motivating than when they're desperate to get the result or at any other point in time, you know, it's like when you're like, you know, I need to do something about the way that I feel or the way that I look or my health or insert goal, right? Like I need to do this. Like in that moment, you might have a little bit of motivation, but in a couple of days, like you said, it just becomes hard. But then that, that leap of like, holy crap, like this is actually happening. This is actually changing. I feel better. I look better. My clothes fit better. That's really where the motivation is. But you had to like get there. You had to do the work to get there, to feel that feeling and see that. And then you can like, you know, and I think it's scary for people. I think, I think the idea of it never getting easier holds people back because they think, well, this is really hard. Yeah. So, and, and what, ha- like, I just have to, it has to be really hard forever because they think, well, you're going to, when are you going to start eating normal again? When are you going to start doing this again? And it's like, 
that this is the normal and I don't think it's difficult actually. It's actually easier to not sit here and be like, oh my God, what am I gonna eat today? What should we do? Should we run through this drive-through without lines long? Maybe we should go to this one. I mean, people waste a lot of time not even thinking about it and realizing it's actually easier to know exactly what you're going to do and have it ready and prepared. Just do it. Yeah, you just do it. And so people think it might be hard for the first week, but a new normal sets in and it no longer is difficult. Yeah, there's times where you have to make a good choice, but for the most part, it just becomes a new automatic. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah, I think that there were there were a few things that you said there. Like we went through a few hiccups during this prep where we had to figure some things out depending on how you felt and, and different things that your body was doing that could have easily been like, you know what? I think I'm going to put this on hold moments, right? Like, oh, right. like you know, like maybe this is this is the reason why we don't do it. And, yeah. and, and you kept pushing forward. Um, was there was there ever a moment during the prep and and there's it's a two-part question was there ever a moment during the prep where you felt like you know what i'm just going to put this on hold one and then two how do you like how do you feel or or how do you feel about it in terms of how easily someone just quits when it didn't happen their way in 24 hours or the first week uh considering how you do when you do, when you got all these things going on? Um, there were a couple of times where the thought came into my mind where I was like, here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get this far and then this is gonna happen and then I'm not gonna be able to finish this. And as soon as the thought came into my mind, it was like, okay, dismiss because right away, I thought, oh my God, look at how easy it is. I have the perfect excuse. I could literally tell the world right now, this is what's going on. And unfortunately, this is a decision I have to make. And everybody would be like, oh my God, I get it. Life is so crazy, this, that, and the other. Because a lot of times people will justify your decisions and actions when it aligns with their excuses and i don't i don't say that to be mean but that's just what we do we we like to validate each other based off of you know if i were to give up in that moment of course i'm going to be like oh yeah i would do the same exact thing because then that gives me my excuse not to do something and and we so as soon as i realized that was kind of that talk that was going into my head I just immediately was like I had to dismiss it because at the end of the day I couldn't I'm mentally stronger than that now even though those thoughts might come into my head I'm I'm strong enough now to say absolutely not that's not going to happen except for the one time I, on my way our travels to the show um, when we stopped in South Carolina I thought I broke my foot you got I've never even told you guys the story about the whole me breaking my feet and my mom breaking her feet thing, but it's a thing. And I kicked something really hard and was like, no, Chris is running in. He's like, you didn't break your foot. And I was like, it hurts so bad. Oh my God. I did it. I was being totally dramatic. 
but I panicked because I'm like, this would be the one flipping thing that would keep me from stepping on that stage in three days, but it was fine. Um, yeah, I've, I've broken my feet a handful of times. So anyway, it, it, it did happen. And I think it's really easy because Our bodies and our brains naturally want to make things easy. It's like training a, a body part. And as soon as it starts to fatigue, your body wants to cave. Your body wants to naturally make it easier. And you have to fight through that. People are like, well, it's really hard. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's hard. You're getting stronger right now. That's You have to fight through that. And yes. so it's, it's no different. It's your brain and your body it wants to wants to make things easy for you. And sometimes just because it's what easy doesn't mean it's what's right mm -hmm. or what's making you stronger. Right. And I mean, you have to, you have to learn how to get through those times. And, and so I think it is really easy. Um, but it's knowing, it's knowing when it's the right time to say, Hey, this really, this really isn't good for me right now um versus it's just a really easy excuse to use do you think that we're getting soft socially as a society i'll put it i'll do it better how about hold on. How, how about when it comes to just working towards something and it being hard yeah so i think i have a i have a whole lot of theories behind this um i think that we're making it easier to do less which makes it harder to push through hard things. Yeah. So one of my theories behind, um, you know, they always say, well, nobody wants to work through anything or fight through anything or anytime they're, they have any kind of hiccups or, you know, kids just have access to everything at their fingertips. Like we created that, right? right. Like we, we wanted that to make society better, but I don't think we have mentally, physically, and emotionally grown with it and so therefore we've got this weird in between where it's like it, it's i don't know it's really strange because i get what you're saying we it's, are it's, lazy. It's, it is easy right. but it's like it's when like you have somebody who's morbidly obese and has you know an, a surgery right and and they lose a couple hundred pounds and they're off balance because they didn't graduate into that weight and their bodies hasn't their body hasn't really caught up. So or their mind or their habits. And their mind has it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we are just because their where, body got there doesn't mean they're there. And it yeah, it has to grow as a journey. And you know, we've talked about this before. If you've got somebody who has a total transformation, it can be one of the most beautiful things in the world, but depending on how they got there and what kind of self-talk was happening or who their coaches were or what was happening over that time it could that transformation could also totally damage them forever because they didn't grow the right way along with it and i don't think we're growing completely the right way along with the way our world is and i think yeah. we are we're, we're soft because we a we we don't know how to manage our emotions and our feelings and the other thing is we've got things like social media where everybody's like i said everybody's validating things for each other 
they're the moment somebody is going through something it's oh my god fuck that, that like they're always like just to make that person feel better but you're encouraging them in the wrong way i yeah. i tell people all the time i had a girlfriend the other day and if she's watching this she's she'll know who she is she's gonna laugh about it she was complaining about something and i just looked at her and i said she was like seriously what do you think about it and i go is this the biggest thing going on in your life right now because if it is, then you're blessed. And she was like, oh my God, you're right. I shouldn't be complaining about this. I'm like, you are making a mess out of something that doesn't need to be a mess. It doesn't need to be that. Like, chill out. And it's where people seek confirmation from you thinking that you're going to tell them what you want, they want to hear. But when you don't do that, people are like, oh shit. <laughs> so, it's literally what we do all day. With yeah. everybody, it's literally our job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The process is so important because in the process is where you actually transform. You know, a lot of people see the before and after, right? It's like you said, like the transformation. You could have had an incredible Surgery, physical yeah. one, but if you didn't endure those things, right? If you didn't go through the hiccups, the setbacks, the pain, the hurt, the bad day, the good day, the that makes you want to keep pushing, then that outcome at the end is almost like yeah. invalid. That's why the journey is the destination, right? right? Like that's we right. become everything you do, that's that's it. That's the meat and potatoes of it, not the end result. And everybody yeah. wants to skip. Yeah. It's that right. it's that middle that's the foundation. So that when you have a setback, you're only falling this far. You're not falling all the way back to the bottom. And that's yeah. the whole point of the process. It, I I'm huge on that. It's it's like trying to teach my 12 year old right now that you don't just wake up tomorrow and you're rich and famous. Like it's all the all the grind in between the you know everything that once you're at the top, there's only one way to go. So yeah. you know if you if you fail. You want all of this to catch you in between. If not, you're going all the way back down to the bottom. And people love to see that. I mean, that's just, people do. I mean, it's not everybody, but you know, it, especially lot, people that just, people. yeah, people that just got there and, you know, didn't really have to do anything for it. It's like, so, I mean, I'm, I'm really big on, on the journey and the process and learning and one step at a time. And, and when I competed before, I did all of my programming for myself and it was really easy for me to be like, th this was an interesting thing for me. There were, there were times in this prep where I got extremely fatigued and I still pushed through. I did my workouts. I took care of myself. I recovered. I wasn't hurting myself by any means, but I was, I remember thinking about it going, if I were doing my own program right now, I would have maybe told myself, Ooh, maybe I'm pushing this too much. Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I need to back off. Maybe I need to take back-to-back -back rest days, whatever it is. And I wouldn't have pushed through that, which ultimately was the hard part that really helped change, right. change my body. I would have ran from that, or I would have, it would have been easy for me to be like, well, I don't think I would have second guessed myself. So I know going into this, I was like, I'm just putting all of my trust in they they're the professionals they know what they're doing they are active in this industry they see this every single day it was difficult for me to be 
open and honest about how I felt sometimes because I didn't want to sound like I was complaining, but I also knew I, I could tell you what I was feeling because if you're like, eh, she really shouldn't be feeling like that three days in a row, we need to change something or nope, this is totally normal. Just keep right. sticking keep with going. it. And I yeah. just trusted that and I, I didn't die. So <laughs> we're good. We're, here. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that when you said that about um, your 12 year old, cause we've had that talk with junior, right? Like kids see things on social media, but I take every, and, and there's two points. I feel I'm like not I'm, I'm not going to interrupt you. That's what he's like prefacing. He's right, like, don't fuck me up. But the other day, like, like, you know, junior watches a lot of YouTube or whatever. And there's these big mega YouTubers that are into gaming. And the other day they were interviewing Mr. Beast on, on Rogan. And he was telling Rogan about the years and months of videos and work and no one was watching and all the work behind before that first video popped. And, you know, and, and I'm making junior watch it. I'm like, you know, everything takes work. And on top of that, as adults, especially parents, I find it humorous that you encourage your kids to take all these steps, right? You show up at first grade and you're learning how to add and subtract. Then you learn how to multiply and then you do all this stuff. No one's skipping steps, right? You've got to show up every day and do the work. Yet you become an adult and all you want to do is skip steps. Yeah. What's the fastest? <laughs> like, how do you say yeah, that to somebody easy. who's just starting and then you're like, do the opposite. That's so true. I never even thought about that. Literally, childhood is step by step. And, then and as, a parent, as a parent, like, don't skip steps. Like, do you do this? Do what you need to do before this. And that's important. And don't sell yourself short and do your best and do things on time and do the things that things matter. matter. Everything that we preach almost like goes out the window for yeah. ourselves. It's like, right. what about you, right. mom Absolutely. and dad? Are you doing what matters? Right. Like, are you doing your homework? You know, are you, yeah, are you yeah, not selling yourself short. That, you know? That's exactly right. And that's, that is one thing that I, I also really loved with, with doing this because my kids watched me every single day. You know, I didn't miss out on the important things. I still was able to, it, it just, it just requires a little bit of planning, but you know, there was still, there were times where they'd be like, do you still have to do your workout this evening? And I'm like, yes, I haven't gotten to it yet. And they were able to watch what I did. And I'm really thankful for that, especially with how the show went and how awesome it was and winning first place in fitness, getting top five in bikini. Because when I came back and I told them that, Owen, my one child specifically, I have this conversation with all the time. He was so happy and he was so excited for me. He loves, he loves all things like in the fitness and everything. So he was so excited, but he knows I didn't just go out there and everybody just liked me and I won. He watched everything that I did. And I was really thankful for that because I don't want him to have that misconception of, oh, well, this was mom's first time. And she won, you know, because it, it isn't always like that. And it doesn't mean I'll be successful at the next one. I'm going to still give it everything I can, my best, but that doesn't mean I'm going to come home with any kind of trophy next time. So I don't want him seeing, 
especially somebody he's so close to having that immediate gratification because even though I know what I put into it, you know, it can right. be misconstrued sometimes. Yeah, but he knows too, like he said, all, like most of the women in our team are moms, like we always say, and all of them have some sort of comment or feedback on how the kids were, yeah. were a part of it, you know, like copy what they do, join in on workouts, join in on posing. Oh, yeah. Girls, you know, and it's and it's, and it's so honestly cool. so cool to say, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm leading by example, you know, oh, I'm yeah. not telling you to do all these things, and then I'm over here doing something. And that's the different. best thing you can do as a parent, and that's what yeah. you were saying two minutes ago. Most parents don't do that. Right. Most parents will tell you, and then, say, and then and then and then if you say something like, yeah, but I want better for you than for me, it's like then start acting like like what kind of fucking excuse is that? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> then you do better. You can't expect it of a child if you won't do it yourself. Yeah. And and how are you not selling yourself short? Like, what are you teaching in terms of self-worth if if you don't think you're worth it to change some things and make sure right. that you're prioritizing yourself? Like why are they going to prioritize themselves? You know, when they're exactly. that, going to fit out that same sort. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the show itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Weekend. So you, uh, where do you live right now? Columbus, Ohio. And you drove down. Yes. Fellow road tripper. Yes. <laughs> yes. On the road. Yes. We love I love it. the road love trip. Um, so how was that? Uh, how was that experience for you? Let's go frame by frame. Uh, when you first arrived to the hotel, did, did like the jitter set in right away? Or did you have a moment of like, all right, is this really happening? Um, how was that like first encounter? Did you see people? Did it feel real? Like, how was it? Um, yeah, we pulled up. First of all, it's such a beautiful area that you do get really excited. Like, oh, this is awesome. It's a big deal. And WBFF makes uh, does a great job of of making it all of those things. I mean, that is what the WBFF is. But I when I pulled in and got out, um, one of our teammates was standing there with her dog, and so right away, and some other women on the team that I had never met saw me, and right away like had come up and hey. And so I was meeting people and it was really cool because right away you felt surrounded by support, which was, which was awesome. Something I also, other than like my family, I never had that experience before as an actual team. So, um, it was really cool. It, to be honest with you, I think having a team and that support, knowing we're all there going through kind of the same journey. It's always different, but it's, I, one thing I said was, wow, I'm surrounded by a lot of really awesome, beautiful people. And I know they all just did the same thing for the last 12 weeks, whether it was different, it was essentially the same thing. They were disciplined and they gave all they had in that moment. And it was really cool. And it's, it's very humbling. It's very, it, it almost takes the jitters away for me because it's almost like you're there celebrating what people have overcome versus this is my body, judge it type of thing. Yeah. So it was actually very calming for me. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that because that really is one of the things that we are so big on is our team and our team vibe and our team camaraderie and the support and the celebration. 
making it about all of those things and not this is my body judgment you know yeah. like you can yeah, have to play with a placing which a lot of you guys did and a pro card like you and, and a couple other girls did and that's fucking awesome like that's that's the icing on the cake like that's right. never you know what we go into thinking and that feeling that that you're talking about is what it's all about and as you go through this prep obviously you know you start to see things on online and we're you know we're sharing stuff how was that first encounter when you get to registration night and, and it's all there for a show thing um it's definitely a lot even with the sharing, I don't think you can ever really grasp how awesome it's really going to be and how big and exciting it really is. Um, especially seeing everybody all done up and beautiful and so welcoming and people are taking pictures and it is, it's really cool. It's a really cool experience, but no, I don't think for a moment, I would say because I know we had talked about how I had this like weird roller coaster of emotions for a moment you almost think should I really be here like what is this is this really what I'm doing right now um, is, this <laughs> really what, is this happening and it's funny because people I even had a girlfriend just a little bit ago say something to me like oh my god I just watched the videos and I swear you were born to do this like even though this is so me, you still question it every once in a while. Like, what? how did I get here? <laughs> so um, it, that those moments, especially those first moments, really make you kind of like, that's kind of how I felt. But then yeah. as the weekend progressed and you, you kind of dove deeper into it and you started having those conversations with the makeup artists and the other competitors and the photographers, you start realize, you start feeling very, at home in all of it. Like, yeah, I am worth this. I am here. This is what I'm doing. You know, I got myself here, you know, with this team. And so, but at first it's very like, whoa. Yeah. There's a lot of shiny things everywhere. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Like, what am I doing here? What did I get myself into? Who the hell do I think I am? Yeah. Like we yeah. hear that so often. <laughs> yeah. And, and how about uh, when you first get backstage and you're, and you're kind of waiting? the moments coming how was that for you um you do have like a holy shit moment and then everybody is there everybody's doing their last minute things everybody's putting their stuff on the girls are helping each other and i think had i not been there with the team because like we were having a party by ourselves, like the TikToks and the people coming over, like, I want to be a part of this. We were just having so much fun that you do kind of start to forget, holy shit, in 15 minutes, I'm going to be on stage in front of all of these people, which is wonderful because if you sat there the whole time, just like, like thinking hey, about it, I turn to go. I mean, it would just be like, you would just be an anxious mess. Um, being on stage before, it, I do feel a little bit more, not quite as crazy, anxious, nervous out there. Um, I've kind of like learned how to train myself to not over, like over panic before you get there, because it's kind of like, well, it doesn't change anything now. So I guess I need to try to just live in the moment and have fun, which is something I never used to be able to do. I was always just so anxious all the time. I 
just couldn't stop thinking about the what ifs and all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're still excited and you still have those nerves and you're still kind of thinking about everything. Um, but it was really cool back there. Yeah, yeah we had a lot of fun. That's one of the team forever hashtags, hashtag you can sit with us. Cause a lot of times that happens. Like people will just be like, what are you guys doing here? What are you like? We always have the people in our TikToks, like who was yeah. that person? Like, well, I don't know, we met her backstage. And, and that's what's so encouraging about it because think about it. If you were somebody that was just doing this for the first time and you maybe never wanted to do it again but you were only doing it to push yourself, reach a goal, have the experience, how terrible would you feel if you knew somebody had a miserable experience because you made them feel any less than worthy of being there just because you were trying to make yourself feel better in that moment, acting like you were too good. I mean, that is like, so to see, so Chris, after on Sunday, we're laying there in the hotel room and he's just like, we're talking about stuff. And he said, so how were the girls on the team? And I was like, they're great. Why? And he was like, no, I mean, like, were any of them like, was anybody like catty or were there any of them like bitchy or were they really just like, are they really just like that awesome? Because he only sees one side of them and I've never complained about anybody. So he's like, and you know how a group of women typically can be. And I literally was like, I sat there and thought, like I didn't just respond right away off of like a, what I hoped it is. Um, I actually sat and thought about every person that was there. And I was like, literally not a single one. They're all amazing. Every single one of them. They all have something different they offer and are so genuine and are so encouraging and are there for all of the right reasons. And I know our team makes everybody else feel like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't speak for every single person. I know you probably always have people who might not be there yet. We don't, but I don't have those people. <laughs> oh no. I mean like in, in like out yeah. there in the, in the yeah. industry or in the world, yeah. but yeah. But well, it's funny. Team, no, it's funny that you said that because when I did my first show, literally everything you said is how it went. I just wanted to do it one time and I just wanted to set a goal and, and reach it and see it through and do something that to me at the time sounded insane. Right. Like, and yeah. I didn't know anybody. We didn't know anybody. I went backstage by myself. We went to, I mean, at least registration, like I could go with him and I just kind of like sat there, but there were like a handful of girls that were just really nice and they weren't in a team. Like, honestly, teams were really not even that much of a thing back then. And a lot of teams don't even like hang out a lot backstage. Like the, our team really does that a lot, but there were no teams backstage and, and just a couple of girls. And we just started talking and everyone can relate to the fact that you're fucking freaking out. Right. So it's like, that's an easy icebreaker. <laughs> You'll make a friend really quick <laughs> when everyone's dying. Yeah. And then you right. go on stage and you get off stage and you can eat. So like everyone's got some sort of snack and then you start to share that. And, and I, that was the most surprising thing to me. Like that weekend when I did my first show, I was like, holy shit. Like I totally expected to be back there and have all this cattiness and all these girls that are full of themselves. And, and that was not what I experienced. Right. No. Since then I, there's, there is some of that, like you're saying that does exist. 
but that has been literally like kind of like the core mission for us for our team is that that never exists inside of our team like we've literally like kicked people off or we're like we're not okay with it because of what you said you're there to experience something good like how how miserable would it be to not provide that experience for somebody else you know i like, couldn't imagine going home having that feeling of right yeah everyone should be loving on each other back there like everyone's nervous everyone worked hard like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you look like where you came from how long you practiced. and at the end you know no matter no matter what you know because usually there's there's animosity uh when you're competitive and you're trying to win something at the end it's not up to you right like right it doesn't make a difference because you're going to go out and and the people that it's up to don't even know you so, so you better go be nice so why are you not right exactly you know, like, if you look to your left or to your right and that person is in your category and you look at them you're like shit like okay now i don't stand a chance right. what the fuck are you gonna do go work harder right. it's not right. your fault though like right. that's really exactly right you can't hate on them for it and you no. don't know where they started in their journey or what their i mean it's yeah absolutely positive thing yes. over and over to to our people it's like we're working out and we're eating well and you guys look good and feel good there's nothing right. bad there nothing right. negative right. Come from this <laughs> you know? nerves right. are normal but yeah, aside right. from that yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. negative could be but happening you here think about what we're doing like you know it's all good things like and then we get to celebrate you know in this culmination um, yeah it's freaking awesome. You get to design really awesome bikinis and pick your theme wear or your gowns. Like it's, and at the end of the day, even if no matter, like if let's say you're at the beginning stages of your journey with your body, you still get to do all of these things while you're growing and developing that. And it's just, it, it's more to it than just your body so it's really cool and that's that's what i love about this so much because at the end of the day you get to really showcase who you are and have fun within that and nobody's telling you how to do it like it's i mean people are helping and guiding you but they're not saying oh i don't know that that color is you know not your thing if i'm like oh my god i love this color like it's, it's all about you and it's celebrating that. So it's really cool. And that's why when people are like, well, is it a fitness competition? Is it a pageant, right? Because technically it's both, but to me, it's neither, right? Because there is no cookie cutter bikini or posing. And then there is no, well, in pageantry, like you gotta walk this way or you gotta have your hair this way, or you gotta, like, there's nothing robotic about this experience. Like it should be what he always says, it's yours. And short right. of it looking slutty, everything's okay. Like as long as yeah. you're not wrong and you're not looking like you're on the wrong stage, we're good to go. Like everything else is to go. <laughs> right. Literally, right? Absolutely. So it's like, awesome. Well, and I remember when you first started posing with me, you're like, okay, pose number one. If you were taking a selfie, how would you stand? And it's like, holy shit, it is like, and then it's so funny knowing that everybody does it differently. But this everybody. is what comes out natural. And then it's like taking what is naturally you and just showcasing it and mastering it. that. Yeah. Beautifying the naturally yeah. you stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And with all of that, you know, one of the things that I always ask on the show is there are a lot of people that watch these episodes that are on the fence, 
they are man like that sounds really good but i'm like not me like i could never do one of those or that sounds really good but you know just not the right time now or whatever insert so reason that. why right like now that you've experienced you know your first show with the wbff but now that you're back into this space um what would you say to that person that is like on the fence of whether or not they are going to take this kind of leap i would say that if it's even in the realm of an idea you should do it just to experience it because if somebody could sit there all day long and judge you and say, what are you doing? This isn't you, this isn't who you are. But what if it is? What if it is your thing? What if you do it and you just learn a lot about who you are as a person and it helps teach you discipline or it helps give you something to hold on to or gives you a community or opens up an opportunity to something else. You never know what you're gonna miss out on by hiding and saying no and always thinking it's just not the right time or it's just not for me it might not be for you but you're going to get something positive out of it so just because you may not ever do it again doesn't mean you're not going to take something really awesome and amazing with you for the rest of your life so if if this is something, and again, it the competing part might not be for everybody in which there's other options, but, but if it's something that you are even just playing with the idea, I would say just do it because you guys make the experience easy. You guide every step of the way. That is something that when you say we will not let, like nothing will slip through the cracks, like that is so true it doesn't nothing slips through the cracks so if you're sitting there going i just don't know enough about it and i just i just really need to get started on something before i commit to something like that this is the thing that will get you started on your track on your path through the start of your journey don't let other things be that because this you you have people there to guide you every step of the way and in such an amazing encouraging way i mean it's not you know it's something you don't even have to think about so all you have to do is just trust the process that's it <laughs> don't fuck with the process <laughs> and just be just allow it to evolve help evolve you so yeah. i mean it's a beautiful thing i love that what is uh, what I always like to ask, what was to you the most like impactful and powerful thing from this journey? Oh man, I don't, there's so, there's so many. Um, I would say I learned a lot about how disciplined I can be. I found that in my inner strength inside. It was probably the first time I had ever fully 110% committed to a thing for myself and did it and didn't let anything get in the way of that. And I still lived life. I still did all the things, all the birthday parties, all the celebrations, 
all the stuff, but it was at the top, me and my goal was at the top of my priority list. Um, and then the second part of that was truly the support of the team, the people that came together from so many walks of life, all not having any kind of judgment, just truly being there, being present in all of the things that we've done over this journey. And just watching everybody kind of experience that same thing that I experienced, which is that self-love and growth happening for, for them. It, it's, it's really cool to watch for me. It's, it was cool to see it for myself because we've talked before about how my focus has always been on seeing that in other people. And I definitely got that out of this journey. But even bigger was it actually watching it in myself for probably one of the first times in a long time. So it was really cool. That's I awesome. love that. That's, That's so awesome. awesome. Oh, so many, so many sound bites here. So, so, so what's next for you? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no pressure. So we're we're gonna do worlds in Vegas yeah. in August. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Oh, now I can only imagine what that's going to be like because adding all of the glam and the everything that the WBFF brings and bringing that into Vegas, which is all of those things. Oh, also. you have no idea. And like 20 times bigger than the show you just did. Yeah. So, um, so that will be, that will be my first step, but that is going to be, um, we decided that I'm going to still compete in both categories just because right now my body's kind of like, doesn't, it doesn't know which way it wants to go yet. So, um, and then we can just kind of get that out of the way and get all the feels for that and see kind of how, you know, I stand being competitive in the pro world. So, um, and then from there, we'll focus on which path I want to, which path I want to take. And then we're going to work on, work on getting some crowns. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. I love it. I love it. Well, Jenna, it was so Amazing. great to chat with you today. There are, are, I mean, it's, it's really the reason that we do these, like, like everything that we talked about is, single-handedly the reason that we do these interviews yeah. because hopefully if if somebody's on the other side either watching or listening you know you've got something that whether or not you compete or not at, at least if you get something that gets you moving in the right direction then then certainly worth sharing and everyone is so unique and hearing their perspective their story their experience it's like everyone that we talk to has a there are some things like that are so similar, but similar. Then everyone is so different. Like what you were saying before, everyone's personality, you know, everyone's story. And it's like, everybody's it's so why. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So thank you for sharing your everybody's story. reason and why behind it is so. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And to all of you listening and watching, we are back, baby. We've got interviews lined up for next week. Yes. The following week, there's a lot of people to talk to. So. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you do the podcast stuff on Spotify or 
wherever we're at, mm -hmm. iTunes and all that stuff. Do the stuff that people do. Stop, like, uh, comment, share. Yeah. Until <laughs> next time, peace out, everybody. Jenna, Bye. thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna. Yes, thank you, guys.